This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Good Saturday morning, everybody. And welcome to Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we're your hosts. I'm Grace. And I'm Alexis. And we're coming back to you with another mm-hmm. episode of our latest show, The Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. And today, not only is Alexis going to be telling us a tale, but Bird, did you realize that this is our 50th episode? Wow, I did not. Oh, I double checked it before we started just you in did? case I was wrong. I think I'm nice. Uh, you probably are. I trust thank your you. math. Wow. Bad Happy idea. 50th but episode today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you can count to 50 i have faith in you Come <laughs> on, yeah that's algebra or like no algebra 2 slash pre-calculus yeah. <laughs> being able to count to 50 <laughs> exactly. well either Anyways. way hopefully it's right and happy um we'll do a little cheers happy 50th oh, yeah. oh hi man if I, I wish my Saturday morning mysteries mug wasn't uh, dirty. I just, I totally missed the occasion. Mm. <laughs> oh, we ducked up. That's okay. We'll have some other at our 60th. Um, oh yeah. Here's doing yeah. again. And then our 75th and then our exactly. 80th. All Let's just do ones. like every, every five episodes from here on out <laughs> we'll is a major celebration. Ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. We did it. Good it's job. like us, like us. once a month celebrating essential. <laughs> exactly yeah (laughs) just an excuse for us to celebrate ourselves um yes and our dear listeners who have stuck with us for the last 50 episodes or just joined us still counts welcome to 50 baby we look great we've made it to 50 episodes old 50 years young oh episodes young episodes young (laughs) toss toss. we love to see it and um with that i'll pass it to you for today's tale Cool. Well, you know, 50th episode, we're going to go big, I suppose. I oh. I did not intend for it, but now, you know, I'm going to rehash this script a little <laughs> bit today to give it some more the celebratory pizzazz. Uh, because we are going to visit the city of Townsville yet again, but we are going to discuss, uh, I believe, one of the most iconic villains in any animated show ever, but especially oh. in the Powerpuff Girls Okay. More on that in just a moment. Such a big Today statement. Is, it is a big, I love making big statements on this podcast. Come at me. Especially for the 50th. <laughs> Actually, no, no, don't at me. Yeah, it's the 50th. <laughs> this is the one time you can't at me. We're celebrating. We're going big. We're going yeah. big here. At us, only so. congratulations for making it to 50 episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ignore any of the big no bold criticism. statements that I make. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no critiques. Nope. So, um. Today's episode is based on, or I guess, an interpretation of season one, episode three of the Powerpuff Girls named Octi Evil. And uh, this episode came out actually December 2nd, 1998. Happy birthday to my mother. That was oh my God, fun fact. Happy birthday, Steph. Now everyone listening knows your birthday. <laughs> well, at least like the month and date for a belated birthday to mama mm-hmm. bird boom so this was a celebratory episode for many reasons um but for real though the city of townsville is actually <laughs> under attack as it oh. often is when we first start the episode they just okay. jump right into it 
and it is uh suspiciously under attack by like a three-headed leviathan type monster that is named the snake beast um it honestly just kind of looks like for people who like godzilla like king Ghidorah, just that three-headed like dragon going around Ah, destroying everything great I don't know how this got to Townsville, but (laughs) it is indeed destroying the town. And uh, only for a little bit, though, because the Powerpuff Girls, they quickly swoop in and they save the day. They defeat this monster. And in their beatdown, actually, they kind of make an absolute mockery of the monster. Like, they really embarrass this thing. This very uh, scary, terrifying, ginormous like kaiju essentially that has oh. destroyed the town i'm pretty sure it can breathe fire uh oh. and so they like stretch this snake beast out and they're using it to like jump rope above the town <laughs> they're like uh, balling it up and playing catch with it this is like adding easy for them it's easy for them and it oh. also is adding to for those who have been joining us on this Powerpuff Girls arc so far. It's adding to our overarching speculation or theorizing that we're doing about the public good of the Mm. Powerpuff Girls versus the public burden. Because you see, Uh as they're kind of (laughs) just being little cute kindergartners, having fun playing with this giant snake beast, they ball it up. They're playing catch with it. Buttercup throws it a little too hard. Blossom can't quite catch it. It like plows through a number of skyscrapers in <laughs> the city so Let's blame uh, it on the monster blame it <laughs> wasn't that Sam? blame it on the monster remix to the jamie fox song uh was it blame <laughs> it on the alcohol blame, blame it, it on, on the, the monster, mo- mo- uh, monster. Uh, uh, monster. <laughs> so <laughs> While all of this destruction is going on up above, although, yeah, the girls did save the day, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Tell that to the people who perished in that building that fell. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so all of this is going on above ground. But below ground, we see that this whole battle slash chaos that followed the battle is being monitored very closely, but from afar, by a sinister villain. Okay. And I'm going to quote the narrator here because it sums up very, very perfectly kind of the, the, the weight that this villain has on the Powerpuff Girls universe, and I think in animated shows okay. in general. This is a villain so evil, so horribly vile, that even the utterance of his name strikes fear into the hearts of men. The only safe way to refer to this king of darkness is simply him. Oh, you have to remember him from the Powerpuff Girls. That's it. It's him. Some people speculate that him's name trans or is like an acronym for his infernal majesty. Others say that him is just him because as the narrator described, he is too evil and too vile to just to say it's almost almost like a a Voldemort, like he who shall not be named. (laughs) named. So him is just what he goes by. Okay. And him, him is He's an icon. He's an absolute icon. So him is... I remember him. He's very flamboyant. Let's just... uh, We'll sum it up as that. 
He's very okay. flamboyant. He is like a devil-looking creature. He's red. He's tall and skinny. He's hunched over. He has like metallic claws <laughs> for hands. Wait, okay, he yes, has, yes, like, yes. These big, this big poofy thing piece going on behind his neck and around his waist. He has thigh bi- he's got, like, thigh the, like, high boot boots on, he's got, like, like really, heel like, boots, pointy face, a right? pointy chin. This like okay, big yes. grin. Yes, this uh, mustache that kind of curls underneath <laughs> and like black hair with this very prominent like widow's peak almost like dracula looking hair but i guess i forgot yes. that his name was him is it him that's it that's all that they go by or that's all that he goes by that's all that people oh. are willing to call him him i, <laughs> and yeah, he I guess i is, didn't realize that was his name he is so fabulous he is absolutely fabulous is he's just... very flamboyant but he is also the king of darkness <laughs> But that <laughs> and other devils and demons oh absolutely not and let me tell you he brings the fashion into like his his characteristics like his emotions and all of that too he is yes. he is very we'll get into it in a minute <laughs> when as we get through the episode but yes. essentially he's like a lot of viewers and perhaps critics of the powerpuff girls would argue <laughs> that he is probably the most evil of all of the villains in the show because mm-hmm. he he has like this weird mixture of powers he's not like he he is pretty much a demon um mm-hmm. he reminds me a lot of there's this character in the marvel universe called mephisto who is essentially a, like the devil he okay. actually kind of looks a lot like him and he has a lot of the same powers like dark magic he can shape shift and size shift and Ooh. he can teleport he can like cast illusions and control minds and he uh-huh. can resurrect the dead i'm pretty sure too and he can okay. fly just everything all this crazy shit that you could think that like a, a demonic presence could do he can even possess different beings as well mm-hmm. so he's usually depicted in some sort of like satanic form as well and yeah. um has like he, has he red skin right he does have red that? skin okay. yeah he i guess does. his yeah. normal form exactly but like i said since he can shapeshift and he can take over or possess other entities or other beings he can really look like whatever but um yeah honestly if he wasn't so flamboyant and fabulous (laughs) then he would be in appearance very terrifying too but thankfully his fluffy tutu and like collar around sleeves yeah but he does have these ginormous metallic claws too instead of hands so it's like eh, yeah but whatever him you're you're working it he's got the thigh high boots (laughs) going on with the little kitten heel he's he's a whole he's a mood let me tell you and and apparently he was inspired grace you'll probably enjoy this he was inspired by the chief blue meanie from the oh my yellow god submarine. from yellow submarine yeah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> which i've never actually watched it but i did look up a couple of clips yes. of just the chief lumini is... and i was like okay yeah like Blowing a red version of that that also is like that has claws for hands like they have a very similar temperament yes. where they do like this nice soft talking and then they explode the... in your face right. when something crazy yeah. happens yeah and i think they so... also have lovely boots 
There's a lot of yeah, villains he, with yes. great footwear in Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. I agree. The, uh, the animators, the, <laughs> I gotta know. Townsville, DSW? they must have all. <laughs> I hope so, because I love DSW. <laughs> I mean, hey, next time I go, I'll look for white Alberts? boots like Mojo Jojo's. Actually, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can find them there now that it is. Essentially, those are go go boots, aren't they? <laughs> Mojo Jojo and go go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and like him's boots are also pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just not white they're just, go-go boots. Yeah, they're just thigh high heels. Essentially, actually, now that I think about it, I think him and Sedusa are wearing the same shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, they definitely all shop at the same villain footwear store. Oh my god, that would be the funniest episode. Seeing yeah. them like all there and the Powerpuff Girls like busted. <laughs> I know, busted. Like, Honestly, so just like, because just she's shopping. also a fashion icon, I can also see Miss Bellum shopping for shoes there, but Probably. just because it's fashionable, not because she's evil. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She probably also does some intel while she's there, too, though. Mm, yeah. True, 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 true. But anyway, so yes, him is the big villain that we are going to be talking about today. Uh, he's one of my absolute favorites, probably right up there with Mojo Jojo and Sedusa. I think those are my three favorite, probably, villains in Powerpuff Girls altogether. He appears in a lot of episodes. I, I don't have, like, a count, but he's in a lot, like, yep. dozens over the course of the entire series. So, very excited to talk yes. about him today. I feel very so, bad that I did not immediately remember him because I didn't know his name was him. I forgot his yeah. name was him. How yeah, do I remember that name? How, how, I know we've 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 called him him without actually saying it as his name like thirty times already. It's <laughs> it's, exactly. it's easy to get lost in this, but as soon as you see him, you know instantly. Yes. Like, oh my god, yes, a very it's him. Uh, it's him. It's <laughs> him. And it's also just very funny that he's named him because he's he's depicted as a very just like androgynous character yeah. anyway. So it's just uh. Per- just a great I would, character all i would around. describe him as like because you said this was this episode in the early 2000s yeah uh 1998 this is in season one oh. so it's like the oh. third episode of okay even three, better yeah because he's like three, straight yeah. from the 90s heroin chic runway like androgynous <laughs> yes. really thin like he is heroin like, chic from the has 90s like yeah, a little bit of something extra, uh-huh. you know, with like the claws. It's like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. just enough to make a statement, you know? Just, just like like <laughs> maybe hit a rave on the way. Yeah. Back to hell or whatever. Right. Back the to club. his He's cave. He's definitely like the club scene. And, yeah, oh, well. yeah, for sure. For sure. Great. So as I said, him, this vile, horrible villain he is closely monitoring all of these events that are happening in the city of Townsville above from afar. And it's, um, it's interesting. He, we don't really know where he is, but since he's a demon, I'm going to assume he's like in the underworld or whatever, Mm -hmm. but he essentially is in like this reddish pink, um, room. Like it doesn't look like a cave or anything, just, just a room with this nice lavish sofa in it and a classic, you know, like eighties looking television or like early nineties television where he's just sitting on this sofa, lounging on the sofa as if he was Rose waiting to be painted. (laughs) (laughs) Like one of Jack's French girls, like lounging very, probably was 
him is the master he, him is probably the biggest student i should say of hedonism that has ever <laughs> yes. existed in a children's cartoon <laughs> if that helps folks to like characterize Amazing. this guy some more so he's just lounging sitting watching this television where all of these events above are playing out and he's kind of narrating along as he's watching it like mm. oh snake beast you didn't destroy them at all did oh. you implying that he sent the snake yeah. beast actually to destroy the town and perhaps also the powerpuff girls okay <laughs> as he says this he's like posing on the couch like on the sofa <laughs> like popping up one leg so like his heels are up in the air exactly with like one knee popped and like oh you didn't beat them at all he's so dramatic definitely went straight from new york fashion week to the new york mm -hmm. club underground scene. yeah he's yes. getting ready to vogue but in the middle of all of his poses and kind of calmly looking at what the snake beast is doing he begins to yell and his eyes turn to a flashing neon green where he's then saying, how could you let the Powerpuff Girls humiliate me? And then he calms back down and says, so completely, this dude is unhinged. He's all over the place. Uh -oh. So he continues watching and we go back and we see the Powerpuff Girls on the surface they're still playing catch with this snake, destroying all these buildings in the town. Because again, Buttercup is throwing just a little bit too hard mm. for Blossom to catch. And uh, Buttercup and Blossom, looking around and seeing all the damage that they've caused, they actually start to argue about who's to blame. Bubbles oh. is, or sorry, uh, Buttercup is like, well, you need to catch better, Blossom. And Blossom's <laughs> like, well, you need to not throw so hard. And meanwhile, I'm like, y'all need to just like throw this snake beast in a volcano and get on with your <laughs> yeah. day. And not be what? throwing catch in the middle of yeah. skyscrapers, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure Anyway, Bubbles <laughs> is apparently in our camp here because she interrupts yep. the two and tells them to stop it, saying that she hates when they fight. Mm. And she kind of like starts tearing up while she's saying this. Oh. And this gets him's interest, who is still mm. secretly watching from below. His like eyes perk up and his eyebrows perk up and he takes great notice of Bubbles' reaction to you know her other sisters fighting and so he quickly devises a plan to get the girls fighting more often seeing Ooh. this as a way to get the powerpuff girls to officially break up and then you know thus he'll Ooh. have no one stopping all of the havoc that he wants to read or to to wreck on the the main world i guess mm -hmm. so bubbles he says you like i you know he's looking at the tv and he's like bubbles don't cry. I'm here for you. Oh. And then he starts evilly laughing and Classic. kind of like, you know, rubbing his claws together, knowing exactly that she is his target for okay. this grand scheme. Okay. So we go back to the professor's house and uh, it's nighttime. The Powerpuff Girls have somehow disposed of the snake beast at this point. <laughs> but unfortunately, Blossom and Buttercup are still fighting. And Professor Utonium, as we've mentioned in the past, he doesn't really ask for debriefs on these missions. He's like, I don't <laughs> want to know what these girls have been up to. 
but he is at least trying to stop them from fighting so he's Mm. like girls please stop fighting as you know buttercup is saying blossom you're a bad leader you're always like on my case and butter Uh or blossom is saying oh well you're like reckless and you're gonna endanger the town blah 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 Mm. meanwhile the camera kind of pans down and we see bubbles she's just sitting all alone in their bedroom Mm. obviously not wanting to engage in any of the fighting and the it's really sad just like you're all painted like all the lights in the bedroom are off and she's just sitting in the middle like on her little or not I guess whatever her little blue strip is just sitting there the door is kind of like cracked open and she's just crying like why is everyone fighting I just wish we could all get along and she's yeah so she's just sad in her room all alone with no one else other than her favorite stuffed animal, Octi the octopus, who I, mm. I think you've mentioned in mm-hmm. uh, a recent episode. And so as she's sitting there crying, she starts to hear a voice whispering to her. And she knows she's alone, though, besides Octi. So as the whispers continue, she turns around and she's like, Octi, is that you? And then Octi does indeed respond to her saying, yes, I can talk. And I agree with you, Bubbles. It's wrong for your sisters to be fighting. And so Bubbles, she takes comfort in this. Like, finally, someone's listening to me. Someone who I can talk to now. Yay, I'm not alone. Someone, another pacifist. I need more peaceful people in my corner. So Bubbles, she leans in closer to hear what else Octi has to say. And as she leans in, you know, she can still hear the other girls and Professor Utonium out in the hallway. But the door, like, on its own, slowly closes. Oh and Octi's like, oh, we don't need to hear any of that, Bubbles. Oh, God. I know. So it's it's like, just Bubbles, demonic right? possession episode. It's a horror movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a horror movie, yeah. It's horror. <laughs> welcome to it i'm trapping you in here (laughs) forcing you to watch a horror episode of a show oh god so uh octi he continues on he says listen in my opinion blossom is being far too bossy for her own good and in fact if you ask me i think that buttercup should be in charge bubbles you should talk to buttercup and tell her that she should just be running the whole show so octi is like putting these ideas into bubbles's mind while also like but i'm still here to comfort you though i'm still your friend so it's very very psychologically manipulative what we're seeing going on here oh no and meanwhile, as Octi is saying all of these, whispering all of these sweet nothings to <laughs> Bubbles. Sweet, <laughs> sweet we, demonic nothings. Demonic nothings. <laughs> we see the demon himself, him, pacing around in his per- pinkish, reddish, whatever, layer. lounge layer. Wow. Speaking, it's cute the way he's like kind of marching in his like boots, you know, like tapping uh-huh. his feet one by one. He's holding this like cute little microphone and he's just like talking into it. <laughs> and that's how it's being transferred out through Octi. And he's like watching the exchange go down on his nice little retro television mm. that he's got down there. So the next day, at Pokey Oaks Kindergarten, which oh. I don't know. We haven't 
We've talked about pokey oaks yet, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's real quick time out and just talk about that. Um, as we've mentioned before, the Powerpuff Girls are kindergartners. <laughs> and yep. uh, believe it or not, they are actually in school. They attend Pokey Oaks Kindergarten, which is like outside of the city of Townsville, but like in the same general area. Like you can, it's in the same county. I think that's actually how they even say it in the show. <laughs> and whatever and so i think we mentioned it before but there is also an emergency hotline for the powerpuff Mm. girls at this kindergarten so that you know while they're doing the things that kids should be doing aka being in school if an emergency happens to go down or whatever the mayor can immediately call them at pokey oaks kindergarten where they can then fly into action and save the day maybe we'll talk about it more actually i think i am doing another episode that talks about it so i won't go into like all the other characters there, but suffice it to say, I think actually you've said it in the past before, Grace, the girls are accessible even when they're at school. <laughs> yes. So, always <laughs> yes, always ready. So the next day they are in their kindergarten. Also, sorry, it's weird because it's literally just a freestanding kindergarten. It's not like a kindergarten attached to a to a bigger oh, yeah. school. That was always just very strange to me. It's like, do they do that? I know they do that for preschools, but I've never yeah. seen such a thing for a kindergarten for before. Kindergarten. But maybe I they do. Know. I don't know. Whatever. We're I, we don't know kids. We don't know about kids on this. We're literally podcast. talking about demonic possession. That's what we know about. We don't know about kids. <laughs> And the thing that really gets us is like, why is there a freestanding kindergarten? <laughs> We're like a fabulous devil is possessing an octopus stuffed animal to stir the pot and tear superheroes apart. But why is this a freestanding kindergarten? Freestanding Where's kindergarten? the rest of the elementary school? That just doesn't add up anyway. <laughs> <I have> questions. <laughs> So anyway, at this mysterious freestanding kindergarten, (laughs) uh, the emergency hotline actually begins to ring. And of course, it is none other than the mayor of Townsville on the other line telling the girls that yet another giant monster is attacking. And honestly, guys, I didn't even write down what this one looks like because (laughs) a new day, new monster. That's like the motto of Townsville. (laughs) It's like on the welcome to Townsville sign. New day, new monster. (laughs) It's been zero days since the last monster attack. They've just never changed the zero. Yeah. This one maybe is like big, has like spikes and one eye. I don't know. It's a a giant monster. Where are they coming from? (laughs) I'm not sure, but it also doesn't matter because for every giant monster that comes to town, the girls immediately kick its ass and run it right back out of town or like cool. low-key kill it, whatever. Yeah. Yep. So in this case, the girls get into formation from their kindergarten and they fly directly into the city. But on this flight, Blossom turns around and she notices that Bubbles is actually still holding Octi the octopus so super cute bubbles brought him to school it's obviously her comfort stuffed animal Mm -hmm. and she was like well i'm gonna bring him into the fight too but blossom is like no come on you know better we need to go put that thing down Mm -hmm. so bubbles she breaks off from the rest of the group to go put down octi but Octi starts whispering to her again and says that mm. Bubbles is only doing this because Blossom told her to, and that Blossom's not always right, you know? Uh-oh. So I know, just keep on planting those seeds. Mm-hmm. 
So meanwhile, as Bubbles is still talking to Octi, Blossom and Buttercup are, they've met up with the monster. And unfortunately, in the beginning, they're actually getting their asses kicked because, you know, they need all three of them to make it yep, work, right? Yep. Two of them, it's not its not great. And also because these are the two that have been fighting. So they're unable to agree on the best method to attack the monster and they're not able to work together. So at one point, Buttercup gets hit so hard that she like actually gets knocked all the way back to where Bubbles is, like still talking <laughs> to Octi. And at this point, Bubbles tells Buttercup that Octi says that Buttercup should fight the monster however she wants, not the oh. way that Blossom wants. And Buttercup's like, hell yeah, Octi, I, I agree with you. I always does thought I was Buttercup, better at this shit anyway. <laughs> does Buttercup yeah. hear Octi or Bubbles just tells Buttercup? Bubbles relays the message. So yeah, okay. um, Buttercup and Blossom can't hear him. They just think that Bubbles is like, yeah, you know, like I can talk to my stuffed animals. Yeah, yeah. she can talk she to can animals too. Them. And she can talk to stuffed animals. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's an animal? and she is Not a kindergartner. <laughs> yeah, she is a child. <laughs> All okay, of these things it. adding up. So Buttercup in total agreement with Octi. She flies across town, grabs the, um, this isn't going to look good for the Powerpuff girls here. She grabs the town water tower (laughs) and she chucks it at the monster, hurling it through the sky. And unfortunately, uh, hurling the monster through the sky. So like when, you know, when the, yeah. So she chucks the water tower, it hits the monster and the monster then flies further away. Baseball bat. Exactly. But unfortunately, the monster lands almost directly on top of one single old unfortunate senior citizen oh, riding no. like a motor scooter in a collateral damage exactly probably miles away from downtown <laughs> don't worry she literally escapes the impact by like the skin of her teeth or her gums whatever gums. <laughs> but the closeness of this call is not lost upon buttercup who is like oh shit i almost got that old lady killed with my mm. antics but I would just like to note that none of them are addressing the fact that Buttercup probably just deprived the whole town of its water it's supply. Water. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, I was like, did the spikes hit it and like explode it? I guess it so, just okay. ripped it up. So she, the way she ripped it up, like cracked the whole thing in half. Oh, it's yeah. Like it, there's it no was already, it. It, there's no saving it. It was broken before she used it as a projectile <laughs> to hit <laughs> the monster. You know, but then when it, I'm sure that when it hit the monster, it was even more ruined because this monster is massive. So kindergartners don't yeah. know where water actually comes from. They just turn on True. the faucet and it's there. They, mm-hmm. they just think it's always available and clean and safe. Yeah. Who's going to explain it to them? I guess true. The city council at the next meeting. <laughs> yeah. They try to raise funds <laughs> at the next hearing. For the water the, at the uh, hearing. The, Congress. the next oversight committee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Congress is coming in like this is a federal offense, probably somewhere in <laughs> yeah, here. Definitely um, Great. So. <clears throat> yeah. So it's cool, though. The, the day is saved, you know, I'm although okay. the city will not have clean water. drinking water for. Who knows? They they need to talk to Flint to get some ideas on how to survive (laughs) through this. Um, So, uh, bad joke. Anyway, so... (laughs) 
grim 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 joke uh laughing through the pain <laughs> through anyway yes so that night buttercup and blossom they keep arguing they're still arguing mm-hmm. over buttercup's recklessness and who generally the better leader would be kind of it's a replay of the same argument of last night blossom's like you're recklessly endangering the town you could have gotten people killed and buttercup's like well yeah but you never listened to my ideas you're a bad leader mm-hmm. same old same old okay so at the same time Bubbles, I believe, is still alone, but also talking to Octi, like, Octi, I'm so confused. I'm doing what you're telling me, but now things are worse than ever. What's going on? And Octi, he kind of responds to her like, well, you know, I just, I guess I kind of foresaw that Buttercup and Blossom wouldn't be able to last on the same team for too long anyway. So, yeah, we then see him back in like his underworld lair whatever mm-hmm. monitoring these events as they unfold and he enters this like honestly pretty creepy like demonic trance like freak out state oh. as octi is like telling these things to bubbles and his bubbles is getting sadder and sadder and buttercup and blossom are arguing more and more his like he's trance like intensifies he's feeding off of it he's like in a frenzy like spinning in circles and stuff oh, god until he eventually just kind of like poofs away and bubbles back up on the main world she tries to talk to octi again but he's quiet and she's oh. like octi octi are you there and he does talk again after she calls for him a few times and this time he um shows his true colors and he's like stupid little girl oh no this is the turn the turn the turning the turning (laughs) and as he's saying this he starts increasing in size and getting bigger octi does yeah just getting bigger and bigger and starts to take over the whole room and the room changes to this like weird red tone and octi's voice is growing louder and louder and turning more into like a growl but also like a growl that also sounds more like him and less like a just a whisper And he says, he yells at Bubbles and says, they're fighting because of you, because you believe your toys can really talk and you actually do what they tell you to do, which, oh my God, so fucking sad. Um, The psychological damage here, again, this is, Jesus. this is terrible. Again, uh, and it's funny, we see the the narrator says this throughout the episode, like, didn't I tell you? vile <laughs> absolutely horrifying yeah because everyone terrible. else is always just yeah like physical damage big old mm-hmm. plots usually this is it's cutting deep him gets into your head he likes yeah. to get into your head and like possess things and yeah possess your own he, thoughts exactly yeah all mm-hmm. that it's uh pretty terrifying and so yeah. though at this point now that octi is like speaking louder and is growing and starting to show his true colors bubble is piecing together what actually is going on and she's like you're not octi you're him i recognize that voice 
and him he congratulates bubbles on her cleverness like oh wow took you long enough essentially but he actually kind of thanks her for helping him break up the powerpuff girls once and for all which a little bold on his part it's like yeah, it's gotten into like yeah it's gotten into like two arguments like you might want to <laughs> put a little more work in there but i, I see where yeah. you're going i see where you're going he's getting too excited so, he was in that frenzy exactly um and and he is still in octi's uh you know like appearance by the oh, way so you just uh-huh. see like giant octi like speaking with him's voice mm, but okay. it's very funny because it like slowly turns around to bubbles and is like if you'll excuse me i must go and destroy the world but it's like this cute stuff dan like his little top hat his top hat <laughs> And so this thing, it just busts a hole through the front of the professor's house and makes its way towards the city of Townsville. Um, very a la Ghostbusters. And, <laughs> you know, it's like Marshmallow Man, whatever, going through the, yeah, the town. It, like has, it has that same, like, I, I guarantee you that they were inspired by that when they made this because you just see it, like, crossing between skyscrapers and stuff, like, almost, like, floating through the town, it looks like. And so, anyway. So Bubbles chases after him, hoping that she won't mess things up again. Because at this point, unfortunately, him's gaslighting has really forced her to believe that this was all her fault. He's pretty, he's terrible. He's using the worst of the worst to get to these girls. Notice that there's a hole in the professor's house and Bubbles (laughs) is gone. Buttercup and Blossom are fighting too loudly. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I think you just needed to clarify what they were doing. Still fighting. At this point, it it is not clear that the others have noticed the giant (laughs) hole, the giant gaping hole in the front of the house. (laughs) Cool. So bubbles she's flown into town and she confronts octi slash him saying like you used me that's not fair how dare you it's actually it's so sad like oh bubbles is bubbles is getting her first taste her first dose of reality (laughs) her first heartbreak yeah poor octi we had a nickel for every time a demon broke our hearts yeah boy man we'd be rich so (laughs) him he grabs bubbles and lets out this loud piercing scream or sorry he bubbles lets out a loud piercing scream as him like swipes her grabs her and it it, like just emanates throughout townsville you can see like the echo of the scream Uh and this is what alerts blossom and buttercup oh shit our sister's gone so that they like triggers them exactly they "Ah, where'd this come from (laughs) professor you're gonna need to fix this. Call the contractor. <laughs> Sorry, they probably have them on speed dial. Let's be real. Yeah. So Blossom and Buttercup, they spring into action. They fly into the town to save their sister. And initially, these two, they're still fighting, essentially. So they're still pissed at each other and not quite willing to work with one another. Mm. But as they continue to hear Bubbles cries for help. They like stop and they almost have this like stalemate where they just like look at each other. They're like, they're they're flying. They're still in the air, but they stop uh-huh. in air, like just staring at each other. Like, all right, who's going to say it first? Who's going to say it first? Uh-huh. Like silence. That's it. Just, oh boom, my God. Back and we forth. don't have time to waste. 
And then they hear Bubbles scream again. And then they just like look at each other and they kind of like smile like, okay. <laughs> like, so technically no one ever apologizes. They just have like a moment of like twin or, or I guess like triplet telepathy where they're like, uh-huh. okay, we're all good here. We're good. We're good. Let's that's like good. A, that's kind of a realistic sibling move. It, just it like, is. No one wants to admit I... to their sibling. Like, yeah, you understand this. Other people listening who have siblings yeah. understand. Like, if you get in a fight with your siblings, no one's right or wrong. You just get yes. over it and you move on. Yeah, exactly. You, move on. you just go to the next thing at some point. <laughs> exactly. So... Anyway, the girls, they're all united now. They fly into town. And honestly, quite quickly, they beat up Octi. It's actually, so I should say, they don't really beat him up. It's once Octi sees that they're fighting together, they're like, what are you doing fighting together? Him slash Octi say this. Uh They're like, you're not supposed to be fighting together. This is crazy. And it just like sends him into a panic, like realizing that his plan has not worked. When as we mentioned before, he probably just like didn't carry it out far. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to be in the long game. Like, yeah. isn't he an immortal devil? Doesn't he know long game? All the time in the world. (laughs) (laughs) To really like plant these seeds. But Mm -hmm. and so essentially, like Octi seeing this just like catches fire and just explodes. Oh, and that's it. That's his Audi plan. That's his Audi. And that's the end. He just like boom. And so then we go back at home to the professor's house. I think the hole has been patched up in the wall now. And uh, the girls all apologize to each other. And they remember that any personal differences that they have should never stop them from saving the day and stuff. And the end. That's it. Does Bubbles still have the stuffed animal, Octi? I don't think she's like holding him, but I'm pretty sure Octi comes back yeah, in we've future seen him later episodes. episodes. Okay. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's there. But uh yeah, essentially, like it just like burst into flames. Like no one shot lasers or anything at it. It just was like yelling and screaming like him, like, why are you working together? This shouldn't be happening. No. <laughs> You're right that he's very unhinged and unstable. Unhinged, like, un- unstable, very overdramatic. But again, yes, flamboyant. Dramatic. That was a very extra touch to add on to that exit. Um, yes, he could have just so, like shoot back into hell, but instead he was like, yeah, flames. <laughs> I need wow. more flames. I am the demon. He's like, so, I don't like flames in my lair, but I will catch your city on fire <laughs> in a heartbeat. Okay. Collateral damage. Um, exactly. So, as you're going through this episode, I was like, oh man, I also loved my stuffed animals that much. I would have mm-hmm. fallen for a demon possessing my stuffed animals too. Like, I understand Bubbles is like, she's the peacemaker also loves her stuffed animals like mm-hmm. i would have fallen for this too exactly for sure yeah yeah i think i was trying to think of some defenses here for for all of them because <laughs> the crazy thing is like the least crimes in this show him commits the least crimes <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, again psychological damage exactly so it's like there's got to be some sort of like i don't know like fraud on him or something or um I, well, first of all, she's a kindergartner, so like this is just. 
I feel like she has all the defenses in the world to not be at blame for all the damage that uh, Powerpuff Girls caused. Obviously, other than them playing like catch with the snake beasts and stuff like that. That's just straight up. Right, exactly. Right. That that was unfortunately gross negligence on Blossom and Buttercup, but whatever. That's another story. Well, I will say, I mean, not that I've seen a lot of horror movies, but like, I don't know, isn't like possession a sin in the Catholic church that every single horror movie deals with when it comes to possession? Like, <laughs> so it's, I don't think it's a, a sin. sin. Okay, um, it's, so it's not like a sin to be possessed, but I think that the assumption is you've probably sinned to have a soul that yeah. the, or that a the, demon the would pos- want to possess. The demon is like, that would be his crime in like yeah. the, the Pope is like freaking out this, when he hears we have this. a crime of catholicism going <laughs> yeah, on right now exactly. a crime against the catholic church like every exorcist yeah. is like packing his bags in his big trench coat right now to get over to townsville <laughs> but by the time he gets there it's all taken care of it's all gone they all yeah. pack up and go right back <laughs> yeah, exactly so maybe um, that's the crime is all within the catholic church yeah huh so, there you go wow i just Hmm. Getting some ideas here. If they mm. remember how they were trying to do the uh, live action um, reboot or whatever of Powerpuff yeah, Girls, Powerpuff I think. Girls. Yeah. But first of all, they claim it's still it's still in, in. I don't know. Nope. It probably isn't now for a number of reasons. But that would be interesting if they did like a straight possession episode where him was the villain at the end. Yeah. It'd like, be like super terrifying, but that would be a cool like. Yeah, throw that in. But also I'm picturing like if that if this was just like a film and at the end, like when you like finally see the demon, it's him like in that it's full him. outfit. And exactly. Like, That's not yeah. anymore. It's not some like big terrifying monster. You're just like, put your boots. Those are cute. But then the person who's possessed also acts like him. Like you gotta make it like more dramatic for like TV. Exactly. So like they look all like possessed and demonic, but they're like posing at every turn. It's actually him when he possesses like people in this um rewrite that we're doing. He actually just makes them more fabulous and it's like TLC's what not to wear, but like demon version. And he like gives makeovers. Goes shopping for them. So when he leaves their bodies from the exorcist, they're suddenly fabulous. For some reason, thigh high boots have just been so hard to find in the city of Townsville ever since the show started. <laughs> just you hear the click clacking of everyone's heels yeah, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. It's his first it. step to district to world domination. Exactly. It's like, if I can get everyone able to run in these thigh highs, then man, there's nothing we can't do. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'm sold. Awesome. Uh, HBO slash Warner Discovery, whomever hit us up obviously you guys need you guys obviously need help getting this live action off the ground so welcome in advance Uh, exactly great job anyway good work thank you thank you really love this one but um i'm sure next week you will be back with an equally as enjoyable one yes so until then who should the wonderful listeners and viewers tell about this podcast i think you should hit up your local fave shoe store and tell yeah. whoever's helping you know like size your foot in those little the little metal things find out your uh, shoe size 
mm-hmm. with them though while they're like you know going in the back so i always have to be going in and out to get the right shoe size oh yeah be like yeah just turn this on in the back room where y'all are sorting through the shoes um listen to saturday morning mysteries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and nice. then and i think I think while you're there, because you know how like you try on the shoe after you uh-huh. you know you get your pair and all that, and you have to like do a little stroll up and down the aisle <laughs> to make sure it works. There's always one person who's all always like in the aisle too, and it's like man, it's I guess in the way. Oh like, yeah, it's like excuse me, just trying to like trying to see if this is comfortable. Excuse me, ma'am or sir, whomever. But you know, instead of like awkwardly scooching around them, first of all, ask them for their opinion. How do you think this looks on my foot? Does this work for me? And by the way, you should check out this podcast called Saturday Morning Mysteries. You seem to like shoes and they have some (laughs) villains that they talk about that are shoe aficionados. Okay. (laughs) So tell that random stranger as well. (laughs) Perfect. Great. And, um, Until next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We, we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmoreMist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.